Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Long Craig has been the smuggest, the smuggest man on earth in, in the office this week. He's, he's had, he had absolutely zero fear. Completely fearless over the season, he's just sat there with his. Well, box. almost he's he's going. Yeah, we've pretty much won it. Pretty much from about October, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. Why? Why is it that some people are allowed to tempt the football gods and get away with it, <laughs> get everything they want? Yeah, I don't know. That isn't. It isn't fair. It's not fair because the minute I did it last year, where I said, "Yeah, Spurs can win the league," the footballing gods got me, and, and kindly, it's kind of happening with. Huddersfield as well. I've had that, yeah. Because I've gone, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 And then I've gone, maybe, and then you, you lose. Yeah. And then you go, yeah, actually, what was I thinking? We're definitely not going up. And then you go on a run and you beat Brighton and Leeds back to back and you start to go, but we're playing so well, maybe. And yeah. then, and then they, they just give you a little... So this is the problem I've got right now because I, I I see seven points between Tottenham and Chelsea and I, I don't see that as insurmountable. In fact... Two out of the last four, five seasons have seen a seven-point top, mm. seven-point gap be overcome. That's the thing, isn't it? Is that when it gets to the um, when it gets to the sharp end of anything, and it, it matters more, um, it, it makes it different. It's like if you're taking a penalty, yeah. right, and all of a sudden, like footballers can put it wherever they want. You know, the professional footballers, it's what they do. They, they can put it wherever they want. However, they you put a big wall of crowd around and the TV cameras and, and know that you've got to score in order for your nation to think you're all right and yeah. you go through to the next round. Yeah. It all of a sudden makes it very difficult. Yeah, of course. It, it's, like, it's, it's like first tee pressure at a golf. Yeah. Fuck it, I hate first tee pressure. I'm not a big golfer, but I've played and I can hit a ball and there's a couple of times when you're at a golf course. <laughs> You're standing there and there's all these people around and you're just like, fuck it. And I'm just like, swung a Mr. Ball. The thing is, is that everything you're concerned about makes you fuck up. It makes yeah. you do that 
badly. God. It's a horrible situation. That's the difference between between winners, winners and losers. You can block it out. Yeah, and 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 I guess ultimately um, that's why sometimes teams falter and people lose form and it's the ability probably the manager to get them feeling comfortable and, yeah. and, and that whole one game at a time so rather than thinking about what's at stake it's just focus on doing what you you know play that 90 minutes that 45 minutes uh, do that so if if Chelsea have another little wobble then it could happen mate I don't want to draw you in well I'm in kind of because um, <laughs> I, was talking to, I was talking to Craig just when we were setting up just the knee he he was. I was like, well, you got you got you got Man, Man City, and you know on their day they can beat you. And we got Swansea, and on our day we should be able to walk over Swansea. So you know, it could be down to four points. And if we beat them, we're gonna have a better goal difference than they really? will have. So it's actually three plus goal difference. Would you rather be if um, we win? But you know we're gonna lose to Swansea now. This, this yeah. Would you Would you feel more comfortable right now if you? Your positions, points, and everything was, and fixtures were switched. Yeah. Would you probably. rather be in their position? Much rather. Yeah. So would you rather be the hunter than the hunter? Well, well, look, we'll say that right. We're no Spurs fans looking at this and thinking, yeah, we're going to do it one hundred percent. Only the most optimistic and kind of deluded are yeah. kind of going, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do this. So we, most Spurs fans, are already in a mindset that it's not going to happen. Yeah. But if it does, we, it's going to be unbelievable, and that feeling's better. Overcoming that mountain is yeah. better than being on top of it. Yeah, and you know, so I hope you do. Who's got the? Um, you don't have to play them again, do you? We've got harder fixtures. You've got are. to play Arsenal and Man United still. Right. Um, they've after Man City pretty much got a, a free run to, to, to the league title. Oh, really? I think so. But th- this is what Craig was saying: the psychology of losing two on the bounce when you're top of the league. That isn't it's yeah. the same thing by missing penalties. Yeah. You know, it has that same effect. Yeah. <laughs> Does, uh, so is, is Craig all of a sudden having been Mr. Confident? Is he shaken? He's, he's now becoming. So do you think you can win the league? He's like now change, he's, a noticeable change. Yeah, and he's become a nicer person uh, for it. If I, somebody was, um, I mean, it's nice we're talking about Chelsea in a way because somebody was hitting us up on uh, on uh, on the pod questions. Yeah, and, and they were almost complaining. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were almost complaining that we we. Like, God, why aren't you talking about Chelsea kind of vibe? But everyone's talking about Chelsea. Yeah, I know, that's what I was like. I was like, seriously? I mean, <laughs> just quickly, I mean, Chelsea, in my opinion, although it's we've managed to claw it back slightly, they've almost been untouchable all year. In fact, the football gods got this guy. Right. What the football say? gods got him. <laughs> what did he say? They got him. <laughs> Fucking love it, mate. Mate, you tempted. I'm What's trying to name? find him now. I'm trying to find him. You just film we, for a second. We, uh, yeah, so they've been almost untouchable. Since they lost to Arsenal 3-0 very early on in the season, they've just been superb. They went on that 13-game running streak of wins. Um, Spurs beat them and then they just bounced back. Yeah. It, by and large, been un, unattainable. They have until Michael Schooner... Made the fools, uh, <laughs> made, made the ridiculous mistake of tempting the football gods uh, and saying, considering they are storming the league, I feel that Chelsea should be talked about more. They have been incredible with a team that looked le- last year dreadful. I understand that, that in the, I understand that in this pod we had a short talk about them. I think you should have an in-depth look at how they've managed to turn this around. Mm. I mean, well, it hope is, you see this. Love the podcast. Keep up the good stuff. So bless we you. like him. Bless you. But the uh, tempted fate. He has tempted fate, and, and he's been punished for it. And he mm. pro- doesn't even sound like a Chelsea fan. So I, I think. I think he is. I think the problem is 
mate. It, no one likes Chelsea. And no one likes watching content about Chelsea unless they're a Chelsea fan. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to spend too much time. I don't like talking about them. I wish they didn't even exist. No. And, and I don't even... Um, like somebody, somebody even had, had some comment to us as well last week and he's gone, God, do you even watch like the Premier League? And I was like, no, no. actually. <laughs> Unashamedly, I, I don't. I watch the odd bit, but um, I've got... You know what I mean? I've, I've got better things to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I couldn't sit down and break them down. But I do think that last year they weren't actually that bad. It was more a case of they got affected by this off-the-field stuff. Yeah. They got caught up in a lot of different things. A lot things. of stuff. I mean, Hazard's form just completely... And, and now he, he looks... I mean, in, God, in the Euros, he looked uh, yeah. he looked good again, right? I remember him just carrying the ball, looking fucking dangerous for Belgium. Also, I think the, they've. I think a lot of other managers have benefited from lending tactics off of Conte they've seen how effective his 3-4-3 three, three has mm. been in the Premier League and Pochettino especially has adapted mm. very quickly and said alright we were having problems when Watford played free at the back last season yeah. we had problems against them when West Ham played free at the back last season we had problems against them so I think he's understood that tactic seemingly with the way football is at the moment is right. probably the most effective way to play football but I also think that just as a, as a guy like Conte I remember him as a player for Juve and he looked cool he looked like the kind of guy he just like looked like he was almost playing with a fag in his mouth you mm-hmm. know and he's got that kind of gangster kind of uh, uh, godfather vibe to yeah. him hasn't he could you imagine you know, playing badly and and going into the dressing room. So you'd be, you would be, yeah. you'd be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> do you ever? Do you, is there any managers you you don't like for for for, for any reason? Like, well, actually, for seemingly no reason. Any managers I don't like for any reason. So I'll give you an example for me. Go I've on. got a really an issue for some reason with Klopp, which I've made clear. Yeah, you don't. You hate Klopp. I don't really you? don't like him. And now Pep Guardiola, and I think it's about expressive. Managers that become overly expressive, I find that irritating in a human mm. being. When they become overly expressive, yeah, they, they, they enunciate and they're right. like, "Well, I do that." No, no. I'm kind of, cut. I'm like, my fucking hands are. Yeah, but you're, all right, then that's yeah. It's about facial expression then. It's that, but I do that. <laughs> you're like Klopp just gets so visibly angry or so visibly yeah. excited. It, it just, I don't know. It's just maybe it's saying in me as a. Yeah. I find it I love Klopp. Pep does as well. Pep, I, I, I love Klopp. Um, Primarily because I love Wagner uh, or oh, Wagner, yeah. whatever you want to call him, and he they're best mates, and Wagner was best man at his wedding, so that makes me by proxy a, a, a Klopp fan. Yeah, fair um, enough, yeah. Pep thing though, because mm. um, I quite I, I quite like it. You know, I'm a little bit anti-establishment. I'm yeah. a bit underdog. Mm. So if there's someone that's winning and I get it gets a bit boring for me, I like to then see him kind of lose. So I, given that Pep for a while was walking around Europe like. <laughs> Uh, I've got it made I'm yeah. the guy and everyone's just like literally oh you're so amazing yeah. uh, I quite like that it's been a bit difficult for him absolutely, absolutely. And, and that he's been visibly uncomfortable I mean, any decent manager should be able to go to a top club like City with the riches they have and do well yeah. and he's underperformed and you know he did amazing at Barcelona he did amazing at Bayern Munich but this is the Premier League and mm. seemingly it's a lot harder mm. I love Mourinho um, what was that one he did the other week um yeah, that's the one where I think he'd played at Chelsea and obviously they the, the, the crowd was singing yeah. 
Mourinho's a wanker or yeah. whatever the, yeah. the chant was and uh, and he's giving it the old you know pointing to the pitch and giving it three, three. or whatever and then afterwards he says uh, oh they were calling him Judas weren't they yeah or something like that I yeah they, they were calling him Judas and a few a few sort of bits and pieces and, it, and he gives it uh, and obviously I'm paraphrasing but basically in his quote uh, afterwards he said um, I want three titles here and until you get uh, a manager that gets more than three titles then Judas is number one yeah and he's just like <laughs> fucking his lyrics when well, he, he's great this so is like, why I like uh, Mourinho because he's he's not as expressive and he kind of gets the job done and, and, and I quite like the fact that every, lots of people hate him I, I like that I like that he just doesn't care he seems to troll the mm. football world and not give a shit about yeah. it. and there's something in that there definitely is alright talking about controversy at the weekend we thought it was kind of this was maybe the best platform, or one of the, the most suitable platforms to talk about what happened at Arsenal Fan TV. Oh, yeah. And also the um, a general situation at Arsenal, because all of it's linked. Yeah. And the first thing, where, do you, where would you like to start with it, actually, Matt? Do you have any ideas, or shall I just cr- crack on? Yeah, what's that? It's very tough. I mean, I think let's start, actually. No, no, let's start with Arsenal, but... Before we talk about that, let's right. just put in a few disclaimers. Yeah. Because if there's anything that I've noticed, um, is if you talk about Arsenal, mm. it's it's a very sensitive fan base. <laughs> it's a very sensitive fan they are, base. They are quite sensitive. And the it's a situation at the club, and I've been I've been there as a Huddersfield uh, fan when you get half the fan base or a proportion that's kind of adamant about a manager going and then you tend to get some people that are loyal almost to a fault whereby they're incapable to see critical thinking and that creates a friction so it's a very delicate situation so we're we're kind of tiptoeing into these eggshells slightly nervous because because you know I mean you're a Spurs fan so it's difficult for you but I'm neutral I don't care so all all I'm giving you is my perspective from where we're standing you know Um, um, so if you're an Arsenal fan, just relax. If you're incapable of critical commentary or thoughts, just turn off. It's not well, for you. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to talk about it not as a biased Spurs fan for once. Yes. I actually want to look at it and try and understand what's going on to some degree. And, mm. I mean, we'll start with the fact that, you know, the football club and what's happening on the football pitch. You know, Wenger has got... It's, we're currently in a situation where... They've, they've managed to come from behind twice against Manchester City. Two goals, uh, one nil down, one all, two goals down, two all. Firstly, that requires some level of character yeah. and some resilience, but also it requires luck, and it could have been that, but they were kind of well-worked goals to some degree. Walcott benefited from some luck because it kind of bounced off and you got an opportunity to poke it in the corner. It was a good finish. And Mustafi's header was, was, you know, was it was a good header. It could have been defended a little bit better, but you know they got their goals. But what was very strange, and what showed me that there was something not right behind the scenes, because mm. as football fans you don't know what's going on, mm. you have no idea. Of course. But the lack of celebration, the lack of togetherness in that team, specifically when Walcott scored that first goal, because Shelney was five yards and just wheeled away and started walking back towards the. The, the, the centre circle and that showed me that while there has been many times people calling for Wenger to go um, that, that this time there's something wrong inside the football club I don't know I mean I, I, I didn't see this game mm. right I didn't I was um, I was out with 
Vader and Ty and, okay. and, 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 and Nan. So I didn't see it, right? But I did tune in because I was interested in the result because I was aware that, that you know, Arsenal's an interesting thing. Mm. I don't think you can sit here and go, oh, look at his body language. It means that. Like, I, I think it's kind of... It was, it's, it's almost like it was it's, it's, it's kind of confirmation bias, though, isn't it? I think there's a mm. you're almost like looking for it, thinking, "Oh, are they divided?" And therefore, you interpret things according to what you're looking for, in a way. Yeah. Which is a whole different layer of psychology. But I don't think that you can look at that and go, "That's what that means." And I also think that you can't look at this at a at a ninety minutes. I think that if you if you actually stand back and you look at Arsenal, it's been this way for for. Maybe about four years, right? Mm. Whereby they're losing a bit, and everyone's Wenger out, and then the few things happen that kind of that, that, that mask actually how people feel. They get an FA Cup win, yeah, you know, and all of a sudden then it's like, oh, it's actually, yeah, and 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 next year maybe kind of we'll be challenging for the title again, yeah. and then next year they have a great opportunity and. Then they have a little run, and everyone's like, actually, Wenger out, Wenger out, Wenger out, and then they kind of turn it around and do it well again. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, this has been on and off. It's been on and off constantly over a period of years. Yeah, and I feel that there's a there. Sometimes it just becomes time, doesn't it? Whereby, regardless of what's right or wrong, something something needs to happen. Yeah, something needs to happen because it feels like this is it's just hung over the club. Just from where I'm standing, like it's just it's just hung over the club for such a long time now. Whereby they've not acted. I think um, I think that's it. There's one thing that I do. That I, I mean, I, I flip back and forth. What well, one minute I think that's crazy. You know, it's crazy that they're that they're they're protesting. They're actual real protests, given the fact that they've been consistently good, if not brilliant. <laughs> yes. It's consistently brilliant. And you're talking about top four clubs in the entire country. Yeah. In all of England, they're, they're in the top four clubs. Yeah. And but then yeah. there's a hell of a lot of money in the Premier League. Yeah. There's a hell of a lot of teams that are trying shit to get to the top. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, there's, I understand. There's yeah. Liverpool, Spurs, there's, there's Man United, there's, there's Arsenal, there's, there's, sorry, there's City, there's Chelsea. To be consistently finishing that top four is actually a massive achievement. Massive, massive. It's huge. It's, it's will probably never be replicated again. Probably not, yeah. Maybe not. Certainly because of the... Because everyone else has dropped out, haven't they? Arsenal probably the only one that's stayed yeah, in. They are. Yeah. yeah, likewise, they're the only team that haven't been relegated in, in, from the top flight foot, of football ever. Really? Yeah. They've have never, you been relegated? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we've got relegated. Um, so, you know, he, he has done an amazing thing. But on the other side of that coin is the fact that human beings, you demand... You strive for improvement. You strive for change, positive change. Yeah. It's normal, natural human thing for one... To, to want things to get better you, 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 you study so that you can get a better job you, you, you work hard so you can learn skills and then you move into another job that, yeah. I would say that I, I, yeah I mean I, 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 I don't think it's a given right that people want to I actually think there's a lot of people that are conservative small c and don't want change they want things to, to, to remain the way they are but you know so what I, mean? I, I, think I think that their own personal goal Pardon? Their own personal goals. Like, do you, I, I, do you think? I think a lot of people are. A lot of people. I mean, this is why the elite in society kind of, uh, or why a lot of times things stay the same they are, is because there's a lot of people that are motivated by 
things being <laughs> right at the top maintaining at top well even actually because the top's relative isn't it so a lot of people that might be actually near the bottom of the system but have got a pension in so in so many years time or they're happy with their 30 grand uh, because it allows them to have their two weeks in Benidorm every year or whatever. Yeah, so I don't think enough. it's just the top but there's a lot of people that are actually don't want things to change but, I wonder, but I wonder alright okay but, but uh, it's my belief generally from the people I've, I've witnessed that, that generally there is some level of ambition in most people and if that's true mm. let's take for, for my argument's sake that it is yeah, okay. that, that, um, that, that actually wanting that, that just remaining the same is not enough and that we and just having a status quo isn't enough for everybody, mm. and that change in some degree is all that's been necessary. All that's necessary. Yeah. Whether that you drop out of the top four, yeah, it's just having something that that, that changes so that there is a view that one day we'll, we might reach the goals because currently, in the in the eyes of the protesters, they're never going to reach the levels at which they were promised when they were forced to move from from Highbury yeah. to, to the Emirates. So I can understand both of those things, and I flip between understanding yeah. and accepting both of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I was told something about the protests by what someone. Were you told? Who, well, the protests, the Wenger out protests. Yeah, that I was there, and, and, and I should say when I say this, I was told it in good faith, okay. and I was told this by. This isn't my opinion as a Spurs fan, and I'm not trying to rile things up or create stories that aren't there. Yeah. But and for anyone that doesn't know you, that's not what you're about anyway. Of course, yeah, yeah. You might do the odd thing with tongue-in-cheek at times, but... Yeah, I like winding Arsenal fans yeah, up, and, of course. I, and I generally don't like the club, but the... Uh, but when you're on the long ball street, you're just being... I try, yeah, I try. Of course. But, but this is just something I was told, and there were the, the Arsenal protests, as mm. they were walked, uh, as they walked through, were singing songs to other Arsenal fans who weren't a part of it, um, chastising them, saying, "Why, you know, we're more Arsenal than you. Are you Tottenham in disguise?" Singing that kind of stuff. Really. And if true, and that's a big if, because again, second-hand knowledge. Some people have agendas. I'm just passing this on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Pertinent, right? If that's true, then you can understand the. Um, you can understand while that might rile some up. And I, I had a similar situation with at Tottenham where we had yeah. we had this eighteen eighty two movement, and there were some elements of eighteen eighty two were singing at other fans saying you know why aren't you singing kind of yeah. thing and it creates division it yeah. creates the old feeling and, and the actual purpose of a protest is lost because Got it you. becomes part of division. But but in that I mean look uh, that might have happened mm. um, um, it probably did but you also don't know if that was in a response to something else of course yeah so one man might look at that and go oh they're singing this but actually there might be people going what are you fucking doing you know what I mean they might have gone you're embarrassing yeah. you're not fans so that might have been a response Very true. So, yeah, that's um, true yeah. um, but I think that the um, look it's tough I've been at um, and I think we should get onto the Arsenal fan TV element of it yep. so I've been at um over the years, I've seen lots of protests. I've seen us protest. I've had arguments with Huddersfield fans when I felt that a manager should go, um, or that, and you get it all the time. Yeah, I remember like Lee Clark, for example, um, and it, this is why it shows it's about perspective. We had a forty odd game unbeaten run. However, in the middle of that forty odd games unbeaten run, we played in the playoffs and we lost to Peterborough three 0 which was a horrible day. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Football League doesn't count 
the playoff final has been um, a part of your league run. Right. So they were going, oh God, I just feel like this. And then we started the next season, we're still unbeaten. So we were, we had this unbeaten run, but in the middle of it, we'd lost this fucking game, mm. right? Well, we played Peterborough and Jordan Rhodes, who scores goals for fun, especially in the, the second division, um, he was on the bench. And, and also, this was kind of partly what was the problem with Lee Clark. <coughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, was, I can't wait to see the the, the face. I'd have gone that way. If I was. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, and this was probably Lee Clark. He was quite a negative manager. And in that forty odd games, we'd left too many points on the field. Mm. In that we were winning two 0 with ten minutes to go, five minutes to go, and you'd, the team would start to panic. You could see him panicking, and we'd end up drawing, uh, or we'd be one 0 up, and we'd end up drawing. So out of all those games, we we should have won the fucking league, let alone got to the playoff final. And and I personally felt that he should have gone. Right, I, I didn't think that he was right, and a lot of Huddersfield fans felt the same way. And even when he did then go. Hmm. Um, in February the next season people like Stan Collymore people in the media that would look at the league table and go well I just feel the fourth and they've had this big 40 odd match unbeaten run this is football gone mad and yeah. I was like well what are you fucking talking about because you don't know you don't know what we've been through and that most Huddersfield fans want him out and this has been a battle but at that point in time you had people that were passionately saying he should stay look at this one and you have people who are passionately saying he should go so this isn't just an Arsenal fan, Arsenal situation this is what happens in football and I've been to places like Pompey and places where there's struggles and there's people that are protesting people are passionate about their football a lot of times people are drunk at the football yeah. and a lot of times uh, especially in and around the match you feel tension uh, afterwards you might be frustrated because like we've spoke about before the game's very fluid it builds up momentum you can be like Adam was saying one minute you're about to score and get promoted the next minute who was the team again? Doncaster Doncaster have gone down the field and scored and they're in the playoffs and Doncaster go up and how you feel right after that is emotional but you're still in the stadium you're still coming out of the stadium so when you're talking to other fans and people have got these ridiculous opinions and present them in a way that you don't like people are frustrated and that's why I've seen a bunch of fights at the football yeah. I've seen Huddersfield, fa- Huddersfield fans fighting with each other at York because the firework went on the pitch I've seen us fighting at Fulham when we dropped out of the playoff positions on the last game of the season it happens right yeah. now at Arsenal I think because they've had this thing for so goddamn long yeah. right and because they're so in the spotlight because it's Arsenal no one gives a fuck about Huddersfield in the media we give a fuck but nobody else does so these things largely go unreported but because it's Arsenal and, and, and we've got a few things that make this situation unique right A it's the most online social media club because it's a London audience London gets 4G before everyone else London's more evolved in terms of social media a very young average age inside the stadium as well very young much younger than most of them yeah they were also a team that most people uh, it's a very London media team I find Arsenal to Mm. be that's from my own experiences of working in media and meeting people but also they had the Invincibles so a lot of these people that are now 20 whatever 25 they'll have grown up thinking fucking hell this is great we win everything yeah. <laughs> we, we get undefeated all the time yeah. look at Henri Burkham, all these legends right so they've kind of you've got a group of people that have pretty much been sporting that have had a very unrealistic expectation of what supporting a football team is like right so uh, but what you've also got is that social media and 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 um 
modern football and the way that um, little moments are amplified so the way that someone can have a rant and, and 10 years ago 20 years ago people would have these rants at football and they went nowhere yeah because they weren't people didn't all have their camera phones going yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah so so there's a few unique things going on uh, A they've not dealt with the situation well so it's been in out in out in out yeah. for a while B uh, a team that's really used to success that can't a lot of people can't understand why they're not winning and they think they should be even though as you know finishing fourth every time is good and then you've got this social media climate that ultimately means that there's a lot of friction going on there's the old school football traditional the the, the loyalty the, the things that we really like in football mm. um, get, uh, that's kind of coming into a clash with people that don't understand social media they think that if you're speaking negatively and critical and it's getting out into the ether that that's actually going to make people uh, that that's embarrassing yeah. so you can see that there's a lot of friction going on here um and unfortunately, because Arsenal Fan TV is a platform and a very modern platform, um, you know, they, there's some fans that are gonna gonna see them as being the the problem, mm. and and it's gonna see them as being a um, uh, because it's a platform for people to have their opinions yeah. that are gonna react against that. I think um, I think you're right in terms of how how um, fans end up. Whenever there's a problem at your football club, if if, if Arsenal were winning the league, what happened um, uh, around Arsenal fan TV at the weekend would just would, would simply would not have happened. No. People aren't interested. Um, I think there is two issues. Every, every issue is kind of uh, magnified by the perform of the team, and I think I think Arsenal have the role to play here as well at the football yeah. club because. Robbie and Arsenal fan TV, they, they've been doing what they've always done for many years, and. Yeah. Now, nothing's changed other than that, that pretty much this season they blew up in a big way you know their yeah. numbers w- w- suddenly became very uh, the whole football fraternity became aware of, w- w- yeah. of what they were doing and um, add that to the, the quite toxic atmosphere inside the Emirates at the moment yeah. there was fights inside the stadium that the, had nothing exactly. to say fights it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. the most pathetic I saw fight tweet <laughs> <laughs> no but there were there were skirmishes going on yeah. because people are frustrated and, and you've got that friction um, um, but what I'm saying is the club could do a lot by declaring Wenger's possession, position here. Well, this is, I saw, I had a couple of conversations um, with very, uh, so I spoke to Robbie last night and I had a good long chat with him. Uh, and I spoke to Wrighty actually yesterday morning and I had a long chat with him about yeah. it. Um, and I think he feels that the club should he's kind of sitting role of responsibility sitting in the ether a little bit rather than okay we're going this way or we're going that way you know so they could deal with it and I think people would then just accept it a a bit and move on but so was that the feeling of both of them Uh, I think it was probably the feeling but I don't want to speak on their behalf yeah of course um but, but yeah, it was the you know because they've both got channels and mouthpieces and, and what they put out there is their business. But mm. but yeah, I th- and, and I think that that's an obvious thing. It's I think like, it's, this is going beyond football now. Really, I, I think this is about there is a lot of anger and mm. a lot of dividing opinion, and the club have a responsibility to, to react. And I think actually Wenger's position is becoming untenable. Mm. I really do. I, I think he's got a position now where yeah he has to, he's got to go. Do, do you know what? Uh, 
so personally, if I was Arsene Wenger, and and obviously I can only say this with a certain amount of visibility. I don't know what his contractual position is. I don't know if he's sitting there going, yeah, 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 waiting for the payoff. <laughs> like yeah. we don't know what we don't know what we don't know exactly. about why things aren't getting done. Yeah. So it's all you know. We've got to say that, right? Um, but if I was him, because I, I don't ever like to be in uh, in a place where I'm I'm not wanted. So if I was you know, staying at someone's house or something like that, and I was pissing them off. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? Like I, that makes me feel that would make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I wouldn't ever want to feel like I was overbear. You know, on uh, just not welcome. A new, and, or, or and, not and, and being around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather. It's cool. I got other places I can go. And and I think that if I was Arsene Wenger and I was sitting there and the banners and all this stuff's going on, I'd be like, you know what? Like this is. See you later. Yeah. Kind of judge me on what I've done here and judge me in time rather than just how you're feeling now and I would walk because I I have a slight feeling that for Arsenal it's going to get worse before it gets better again yeah uh, I think um, that's probably the sentiment of, of a lot of um, what this Wenger out brigade are about you know we're okay if it gets worse but it's got to get better uh, eventually um, I think also the problem with Arsenal <laughs> Fan TV is that it's been associated with Wenger out I know Robbie's done his best to maintain a neutral position and yeah. personally he has but the fact is the most vocal element of Arsenal Fan TV are staunchly Wenger out yeah. and so because but, of that but, but the but residual but, but, fallout but it's not I mean that's the thing though it's not Robbie's duty I don't think to report 50-50 and to go this is what you know it's a balanced agenda no. because you've just got to give people the opportunity to speak yeah. now he's obviously got his people that he's mates with that he relies on mm. that uh, you know that have, have made a habit of turning up and doing the interviews and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and I'm guessing that the, the, their opinions are starting to get increasingly Wenger out, Wenger out, Wenger out. Yeah. So he can't then go, well, I'm only, I'm not going to put you on because I want to have people on that are going Wenger in. No. You, because there's going to be a point where maybe 95% of the fan base would say Wenger out or Wenger in. So you've got to reflect what people are thinking. Mm. And that's the thing. Arsenal Fan TV, it's a platform. It's a platform for fans to have their opinion. Yeah. Much like the comments... Um, in, in in like the questions or the letters page would be in a newspaper years ago much like on a speech radio station the call-in shows would be it's a platform for people to say what they think just like Twitter is and when I look at Twitter and when I look at anything like that I see that there's loads and loads of people that have got very passionate opinions I see that there's a, on Twitter people are getting into arguments uh, on comments on all kinds of websites or YouTube videos, people are getting into arguments about it because people feel passionate about it. That's not Robbie's fault. Robbie's just a platform. I don't go on Twitter during match days. When, when Spurs are playing, I, I can't mm. use Twitter because it's infuriating. Mm. It spoils my experience going to yeah. Tottenham. Um, I, uh, unless we use the fighting cock, which we follow nine people. Right. Just mainly for the purpose of that, you know, you, we don't want to... We get just, into that yeah, shit because people fucking get it. every site down at the Mac the Huddersfield website I go on I go in touch to, to I, I go on that to see what people think I, the odd interaction but ultimately there's a bunch of people like anywhere in life that have got that spend an inordinate amount of time getting into arguments with people and just being quite into that and like really getting fuel from that and it's like I 
It becomes unfulfilling. I'm not asking you this, right? This isn't me asking you a question, but if you can answer it, that'd be good. There are, there's probably a sizable majority, a sizable section of the Arsenal support who, although the option to go on Arsenal Fan TV is there for them, they wouldn't want to. Yeah. And they don't like it. Yeah. So I think that's a difficult problem to overcome because in my situation, when I've had people critical of 1882 on the fighting cock, I, I've, I've managed to get them onto the pod and mm. talk about it. And then you, you realise that ultimately, probably we all want the same thing. Yeah. Um, but but in, with, with Arsenal Fan TV being so huge now that anyone who goes on there has opened himself up to an absolutely gigantic audience. Yeah. And that's terrifying to, in, in, to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder how... I think that's a part of the problem. I think part, part of the issue that... that that Robbie can't solve, he just can't solve it, is that there are sections, massive sections of Arsenal fan TV who wouldn't come on and then within that yeah. section is people that would be critical. Is that a question you said? No, it's just a statement. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting you to answer it. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, how can you? <laughs> it's, just a, it's, just, it's just a fact. And that's, can that's you why answer I'm, a statement? Well, well I think... Uh, <laughs> So uh, you, really you can cool. have a comment on the statement. Okay. You know, I, th- I think that one of the big things at Pro here is the um, is undoubtedly um, old football. So, so people that like uh, people that anti-modern football and modern football, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah. Because you, and you're seeing this all over society. People don't understand the internet. A lot of people don't understand the internet. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't understand social media. Um, you know, you, you can see, um, and, and I think that people need to think about what they're doing on social media. You yeah. see a lot of people that sit there and. You've got organisations that are known to, at times, do bad things, right? And that I personally, I wouldn't share certain organisations' content because I kind of know who they are, I know what their agenda is, and I know that this puppy video, they don't really give a shit about puppies. What they're trying to do is they're, they're wanting likes, they're wanting people to kind of join their thing so then they can, that's an audience that they can sell, that they yeah. can monetize, or that they can get to follow their fake news or their, or their political agendas, right? Yeah. And I think that sometimes people don't think about that. They just, you know, in that moment. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to... To, to, to football content I think you've got a little bit of that mm. is it people that don't really understand it um, because when Robbie does a match day um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that he does speak to I think everybody uh, like, oh, sorry, I, I do think that you get different people's opinions on there however there's a few people stuff that goes viral because they're um, they're saying things that are um, they speak in a certain way they maybe make a better point or something like that mm. um and maybe that's why, and, and, and if that's the one out of the 50 videos that he does, if it's that one that goes viral, and then an Arsenal fan sees that in other context, maybe he'll look at that and go, um, why are you putting this stuff on? It's embarrassing for the team. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that. I don't yeah. know. I think I had another point to make there, but I've forgotten what it it's, is. Um, it's, it's such a uh, nuanced and, and difficult yeah. debate to have and, and discussion to have, but... Um, it is really difficult. Um, I thought it is. we had to. Didn't we? we have to talk about but, it, but it's about perspective as well, you know. Because, um, in fact, go on. Let's just move on. <laughs> let's just move on. But well, uh, it, it, any Arsenal fans, there uh, we. Um, that's just kind of how I see it as a neutral, um, and, and how we see it. Yeah. There's, 
Uh, we understand it's it's a stressful time, and nobody the thing that you love and and you enjoy going. You want your team to win. You invest a lot of time and effort in that. Yeah. And it's horrible when it's going when it's going like this at your club, and where things aren't going well, and pe- there's divisions and people are arguing, and it's obviously just a very tense experience for them. Mm. So like I've got really good friends of mine that are Arsenal fans. Really good friends of mine that are Arsenal legends. You know, and it's like. Ian Wright for crying out the podcast we did with him. Mm. He because he's come out and given his opinion. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Opinions on the club, and he's had fucking trolls yeah. that have ultimately at times put him off Twitter, and it's like. That's not right. People need to just fucking relax a little bit and realise that people can have different views. And just because they do, so what? We're in a world where actually it's good to have different opinions and people have got a right to their opinions. And I think that maybe just... When you see what happened to Wrighty and you see what happened to the other day where people are rushing and and going off and getting firms together or whatever it was, it's just like, let's not lose perspective on it, you know? Yeah. Um... We, uh, it's tough. I think it would be a nice, a nice time to kind of segue into a question we had um, from Tim May. Tim uh, He says, when and why was Bull Street Network created? And why do you think... We've done the views thing last week about, you know, it's, it's difficult. But, but but why... It's quite fucking heavy. I'm quite tired of that. Awesome. Watch, <laughs> I thought it was a good opportunity. It was, but yeah. Like, in fact, okay, it probably is. Go on, Flav. What are you saying? Ball Street Network. Why yeah, why did you create it? Why we... Why was it created? Why was the, it is quite a lot, in it? Should so, we do it next week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean... Okay, okay let, let's just do it. But it's, Adam's laughing at us now. And by the way, Adam, just to say, like... And fuck it... You know what I was saying last week, and he's kind of rubbing my, my, my trailers and that. Look, he's starting to dress like me. What, how, what's what he done He's all in black. The plain black t-shirt. He's kind of like... Yeah, exactly. He's quite similar. That's, you know? He's very similar, yeah, isn't He's similar, yeah. You, I notice he wears the Reebok trainers less since you you dug yeah, him out for but copying. He's got it. a few few colourways though, hasn't he now? Yeah, he's ir- irritating me a bit. Is that <laughs> really irritating? He's me. irritating. I know. We we might have to um, we might have to review him, do his performance review, and 
You can't. Would you reckon? You've yeah. not seen our Twitter analytics. I see some. I see some some bad spellings on there. Oh. Mm. And also, he's, he's a bit like a sniper. Like Adam was really sound for the first while, wasn't he? Yeah. He comes into work, he's all quiet. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that he's he's like a sniper laying in the grass. You don't realise he's there, and all of a sudden the grass moves, and it's like sort of Call of Duty. You know them people that are really skilled. Why? I don't know or why. Just for being like snide it, remarks. It's, it's not. No, it's not snide in a bad way. It's just like he's 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 coming to an organisation. He's laid low. And you think that he's just like, he's a cool guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when you're reeling yeah. and your team's lost or something, he just kind of, he just, yeah. just like. But he does it in a way that he like, doesn't sound like you're being dug out, but you're feeling yeah. a little bit hollow. But you're yes. not sure why. Yes. It's very It's clever. like Jack Reeve as well, who's like, yeah. you know, I, I love Jack. Yeah. Like, I kind of see him as a bit of, you know, lower league brothers in arms. Though you've always been quite nice to each other. Talked about football, yeah. you know, there's never been acrim- any acrimony at all. And then all of a sudden. So, yeah, we're taking your manager and your director of football. I was I like, Joe, whoa, Joe, where'd that come from? All of a sudden, I'm just like asleep at night and I just kind of wake up like that and he yeah. just puts a pillow over my head. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I wake up tied up and he's got Scrappy under his arm yeah, and he just yeah. jumps out of the window and slides down. So, like, what's the matter with that? Let us know in the comments below, actually. Have you had any of your mates that turn into something else? <laughs> because Adam is turning. He's turning. He is. I don't like what he's becoming. What is Craig has too? You know, our, yeah, Chelsea. True. Chelsea have had a bit of success, mm. and he's turned into an absolutely, at times, unbearable human being <laughs> to work with. It's just. It's not. And he's not even been like. He's not even been. He's unapologetic. He's just got this weird grin on his face. Yeah, he's unashamed, unashamedly. Um, Horrible at times is Craig, yeah. and people want to see him on here, but he won't come on, will he? We did one podcast, and we just filmed the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, how did Brentford get on at the weekend? Uh, one two nil against Bristol City. What's going on down there? What do you mean? The little buzzy bees—they're coming up, aren't they? <laughs> we can still get there. Do you think you're gonna? No, no, you definitely not. Imagine, imagine a Brentford. Um, imagine Brentford if we Huddersfield. slipped so bad and they just went on a tear and they replaced. Imagine the sniper there. How much you'd love one, that. One of my <laughs> sniper. I'd hate that. One of my favourite things God. is when you'd come up this next time when you're about to play each other and he'd notice that you were there and he's looking at you going, "We're going to smash you." He uh, <laughs> was so uh, confident. Didn't so happen actually. But now, all joking, by the way, we we absolutely love Adam. Um, so yeah, you say why, uh, when, and why was the Ball Street Network created? Uh, why do you think the channel gets less views than it deserves? Well, we, done, we did the views things last week. We just started this at length. Yeah, right. we talked about you know the type of content we put and what we don't want to do and what right. we didn't want to do in the floating okay. head. So we don't want to do that. Right. Again. But but okay. the, just briefly, <laughs> when I oh know it's it's a tough one. Um, so I think that so we started this. Um, God, must have been 2011. Stu and I both left our jobs. I left Talksport in order to set this up. Yeah. Um, and but we had to consult um, and do work and sell our wares in order to fund the um, investigation down this path and sorry did you, when you were going down there did you have no idea you had an idea but was you 100% sure that it was going to work or was you kind of like a leap of faith how did it feel it was more about um, it was more about the values that we had yeah. so, so I worked at TalkSpot and I, and I felt massively that um, and I'd worked at Sky before that they weren't actually catering to the fans that they that they as they should, um, and that they had the resources, they had the rights, they had the access to actually provide great coverage for all fans of all teams, but they didn't. They just focused on the top few teams, 
uh, and that's all that they kind of cared about. Mm. Um, and what we tried to do is because uh, as a Huddersfield fan, it's Stu as a, as, a, as a Rangers fan. What we wanted to do is we wanted to do something that looked where all. Uh, all, all leagues were ultimately treated like Premier Leagues where, so we kind of said we're Ball Street where every league is a Premier League yeah. because it's the most important thing to you and you should have a place where you can discuss it there should be insight beyond fact yeah. so that's kind of why we what we tried to set up but um, ultimately there was um, you need money to be making content you, you need a lot of things and what we never really got to is is creating a consumer facing channel what we'd have to do is we have to do project work that, so we would go and make monies creating video for brands pulling together social media campaigns for brands yeah. um, providing strategy for brands um, and what we would do is we'd raise money over here in order to then um, invest in creating and employing people to actually start to try and build something yeah. uh, or the foundations for what we want to create which is a digital monument but from right from the start that yeah. was with like meeting Redmen TV and Jack Reeve yeah. and stuff so you, you kind of started down that path Two guys, we set up a YouTube channel um, and we got to know a community and we turned that community into a network and professionalised it and we want to turn that network into a uh, a media company that's made of, by passionate fans rather than a media company that's kind of made by rich people and funded by rich people uh, in order to try and appeal to and cajole and, and convince fans to come mm. and watch our puppies or our cats or our floating heads videos. Mm. So that's what we're kind of trying to do. Um, and, and, and it's just like a... Uh, when you asked that, I just looked, and maybe we can put it up on here. There was there was a little Tumblr that we set up at first, and there was our first post. And uh, in fact, you read it because I just copied and pasted it on there for you. You read it though, just to give me a okay. Break. Uh, so so uh, so they've built a brand, sold naming rights and corporate packages, but no one in football got rich on their own. The fat cats, the fat cats would would be nowhere without your season ticket money, the shirt on your back, or the Sky subscription. Sure, the game needs money. It even needs brands, but part of the game is to be a good sport and look after the game handed down to us by our fathers. Ask yourself, are they playing fair? I remember reading that. Yeah, so we're still true to that to that game. Our entire body of work, you know, reflects that. And and um, I guess that right at the start, and there's also a couple of videos you'll see with Righty straight away, um, where we're talking about it and we're actually saying, look. We're not in a position to sit here and tell you about every your teams. Right, he would sit here and say, "I don't fucking know," <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, "You, what we want is we want to try and create a platform for actually you to come on and be the experts because you're passionate and you understand the nuances of your team and what your club's like." Like what from. you were saying about Colin Moore earlier, and, and the people are saying they they didn't understand the league because the only thing they have to go on is the unbeaten run and the league position. Exactly, they don't understand the nuances of exactly, and and that's really what has been. Um, um, what we've lived for from the that, that was in us, and and it's why I was frustrated at Talksport, and I was earning lots of money there, and I was going to World Cup finals and stuff like that, and I could have ultimately stayed in that, but I left that in order to do something that I believe, because if you were to think about this as, as a football metaphor, this isn't um, this is my life, right? This isn't a 
Um, this isn't training. This isn't the pre-match warm-up. This is the fucking game, yeah. you know. And I'm trying to win the game. And I want to, um, much like all of you guys that have actually sat there and thought, you know, what? I'm sitting here and there's something that's not right with this world. There's something not right with this at the moment. And actually, there's something I believe in, and I want to organise around it. And I want to actually start to address it. I want to try and make some changes that I believe in that I think is going to make things better for everybody else. And that's what we've kind of set out to do. Um, I hope we get there. I, I hope that we're able to uh, to create this platform, this this media company that is a digital monument that actually allows us to actually hand the game down to the next generation in a better state. Because right now, it's ruled by the rich people. It's ruled. It caters towards the top few clubs. It caters towards towards their needs. And it's an elite where there's loads of people that are taking money out of football. Uh, and, and actually, it's fans that are paying all the money. So we speak about there being a table, and I've mentioned this before. Yeah. If there's a table of football, fans have paid for the food on it. Uh, fans have bought all the drinks. Fans have paid for the nice restaurant. Fans are actually, if they're in there, they're fucking the waiters that are going and getting drinks for the fat cats who are eating caviar smoking cigars pouring crystal on, on the floor mm. fans don't have a seat at that table they don't have a say in what happens and that's something that in this day and age with the internet with the fact that you can organise around around values and what you think rather than your location we have an opportunity to change it mm. you know we have an opportunity to change the game for, for the good uh, and, in, and that's what we're trying to be a part of that solution but in, it's difficult in, in a really in a really realistic term then you're saying perhaps brands would have gone set to the Premier League but now maybe they will work with us or elsewhere as well and that could then be potentially put down to Jack Reeve or whoever it might be yeah Norwich, okay. uh, absolutely in the most basic, basic like thing. this deal that we've done with Ladbrokes there's yeah. a deal that goes across all, all the fan channels um, which allows us to reinvest to get better equipment to do more stuff to, mm. to find ways to do things quicker um, and look we can't do it alone not even with Robbie with Paul with all these guys we, we need more people to get involved yeah. um, and um, I think that there's because there's people that go in touch saying I'm a Dunfermline fan and I want to start a channel so I can be a part of this network and that's what I'm truly excited about is is I think we've built some really nice foundations we've never had the time we've never had the money we've never had the infrastructure to do everything that we want to do mm. we've never been able to do big collabs uh, to, to get loads of attention like Copper did when they got KSI to do loads of stuff like TFR did which is owned by Fremantle when they were getting True Geordie and Cheeky Sport and paying them a lot of cash to come and bring their audience over it. we've never been in a position to, to really do that so as we start to uh, deals with Ladbrokes um uh, the, the, some of the, the, the things that we're, we're looking to do in this year will allow us to start to tell that story to, to, to join the dots and to, to tell more fans and, and give more fans a role in this thing um, how tired are you now? I'm getting tired <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired alright let's but, move but, on but that was good and interesting but, but, but some of this stuff yeah. is going to be told via the channel Matt World, which might change the name on it. So link to that, join that, because there's a whole history and there's a whole things that have done that people aren't really aware of. Mm. People are asking about one more game and stuff like that. There's tons of cool stuff that we've done. We've just not been the best at PR in ourselves, yeah, really. Absolutely. But, um, but th there's real strong, deep roots, um, and, and, and we stand by um, everything that we've done today and how it aligns, aligns with the values I'm talking about today. I've got a question for you. Go man. on. Is it a question or a statement? No, it's a question. Okay. Do you reckon Adam pours Cristal out on the floor Definitely. on a Saturday night? Definitely. Just don't but even it, want it, this. It, but, it, but I don't even want this. But it's not Cristal, it's Foster's. 
<laughs> Poor in Fosters. I know that from going to the Brentford game and him and his mates love a Fosters. Uh, you, you don't mind the Carlin either, do you? I enjoy Carlin. You don't know what the big deal is about Carlin. Why does everyone hate Carlin? I prefer Carlin to Fosters. It, I, I don't think everybody hates Carlin. I just think it's an acquired taste, like in the same way Marmite is. I think it's the nicest out of all the shit beers. Like Fosters, Carlsberg, Carlin's better. I mean, we might want to do work with these guys. That's right. Let's, uh, it's fine. It's, honesty is a good thing. I don't think. Um, I, I was just saying it's quite a taste rather than shit beers. Mm. I and mean, that's unfair, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so from there, uh, any chance you could discuss? This is from Sh- uh, Sam Adams. Sham Adams. Any any chance you could discuss about Rangers and Celtics joining the Premier League theory? Um, this comes off the back of Brendan Rodgers saying that Celtic would finish in the top six in mm. the Premier League. Ad, where would Celtic finish in the Premier League? Um, at first, I'd say lower half, possibly relegation, but after a while, maybe a decade, I don't see why they couldn't challenge top six. What, you reckon even now? I mean, they could, because they're a huge football club, eventually a challenge. You think yeah. their current team would, would, could be face relegation? Yeah, yeah. Scott Sinclair couldn't get a game uh, yeah. the wrong. Uh, I think he's hit the nail bang on. And this is something out of the... Um, because Stu's a Rangers fan yeah. something I've always thought I'd love to see happen I know traditions so, but I'd love to see it happen yeah. they're too big for Scotland that, that, that league is ridiculous but uh, you're destroying you're destroying the I know but they destroyed it themselves when they bloody when they they, they penalised Rangers and got them sent, sent down to the bottom league yeah I suppose because again it's like so okay had the club made uh, been involved in some financial irregularities yes as Barca have, as Man City have, as a load of teams have, right? Yeah. Um, was that the fault of the fans? No. It was some fucking guy that's come in and done that. And this is the thing about football. What's the thing that regulates who's in charge of the clubs? Because the fans are the ones that remain. The the, the, the managers, the, the owners, that's a temporary thing. The fans remain. And the fans are penalised for the acts of some guys coming in that they... The SFA have ultimately approved that. But by the same sentiment, the fans will be of Motherwell, of Aberdeen, Queen of the South, Queen's Park. They'll, they'll suffer for Rangers and so not being able to bring the cash in to, to the league. But well, And that's exactly what happened because um, you've got a, a league that's famous around the world for that rivalry mm-hmm. for the old firm and then they sent Rangers down to the bottom league which was then spent a few years while Celtic had just... Still great. I mean, Kieran upstairs, right? Yeah. Big Celtic fan. Yeah. Really cool guy. Saw him yesterday. He's like, great day yesterday. We won the league. Like, eight games to go. I'm like, it's, it's, like, it's like going outside and, you know what I mean, taking candy from babies yeah. and then sitting there going, see that, see that fucking, yeah. see that Kit Kat I just got. Like, yeah. what? I can get another five of them. Yeah, it's like, it's boring. Um, I, I, I agree. I understand that it is boring and it is rubbish and um, I, the only game I ever watched in Scotland is the old firm. Um, that said, I don't want them in English football. <laughs> I don't want them here. And if they want to come in, then they start at the bottom. That would, be, no, that would be good. I think that that would be the uh, very cool thing to do. Yeah, and when I say the bottom, I don't mean League Two. I mean the bottom of the pyramid. Right. The, yeah, Sunday League. <laughs> All right, so th- there's a bit of a joke in this, but let's just play it through as if as if they were like the guys asked that they're in the Premier League or something like that. Right. How would they do? Yeah. Um, because they have the infrastructure. They have the, 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 the draw power. Yeah. What, ultimately, what they don't have is they don't have the huge TV rights that Premier League kind of clubs have. Yep. So, if, uh, so if they got into the Premier League and they were getting that kind of cash 
and it was a load of, of players from around the world because of the history um, I think that would love to play there so I think they'd be able to attract amazing players undoubtedly and I think that it would be very exciting I mean look at the players that, that have that have played there and, and, and what they've done you know like the Gaza the Loudrup years the, pause, the, pause. the uh, like Henrik Larsson and um, God man it, they're, they're amazing clubs both of them no look they, they will both they would they would both within very quickly they would very, very quickly be able to cope with the Premier League if they could stay in it yeah um but even if they went down and, and the, the infrastructure's there that, that you'd, you'd have to think that they'd have the potential to get up there but but at the start I'm not being funny but I, I think that uh, on our day I, I would just feel we'd give Celtic a game yeah. we, we, we would do Agree, yeah. simple as that yeah. um, I, 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 top six is crazy talk but yeah. I, I, I thought lower, lower yeah. mid-table lower half yeah. Relegation, like, I didn't think. It's like, did Brendan Rodgers? Who, who did he manage? He managed Liverpool. Where did he finish with them? Did he? He did well one year. Well, yeah, he nearly won them the league, but then yeah. then he had the anomaly of having yeah. Suarez, who was you know, well, yeah. undoubtedly world top bracket player. Yeah, but he, you know, he's well respected. You know, he's done well at Swansea. He did well at, at Liverpool. Where did he go afterwards again? He went somewhere after Liverpool. Where did he go? No, sorry, did he not? Yeah. So it was okay. his next job. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, fair. Uh, marching on together, he says, putting all the feelings and rivalries aside, would you like it like it if the so-called older great clubs like Leeds, Forest, Wednesday were back at the top? It's nice to see tin pot clubs <laughs> like Bournemouth and Burnley build properly and sustainably and rightly earn their right in the Premier League. Um, this is my mate marching on together. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, you you answer yours. Um, but I, I mean, look. So first of all, older great clubs like Leeds, Villa, Forest, Wednesday—that's in his life. Yeah. What about Huddersfield Town, who in the nineteen twenties to thirties mm. won the football league three times in a row? Yeah. And so that's too old. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It's about perspective, isn't yeah. it? So uh, I'd like to see. I think this is a difficult one to ask because based on how old you are, yeah. it's a difficult, difficult well, question. He's, he's just saying it because that's what he wants. Yeah, that's his <laughs> what. That's his what he wants. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's tough, isn't it? I kind of like it sometimes when teams go down and 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 they uh, come back. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they come back. I just like it when it's clubs that have got football tradition. Right, so I see um, I see Bournemouth as a team that's got some good football tradition. They've had you know some really good players have kind of come through there. Your you, you Redknaps, your Darren Andertons, and they've always liked to play football the right way down there, and they've always been a football town. Where I don't like it mm. is when it's Wigan, who was a rugby town and who never cared. And I remember going to Springfield Park or whatever it was back in the day. Mm. It was a shocking little ground. We had more fans than day there. It was a grass banking behind the goal, and and you scored. You got excited. You'd fall over and slip down <laughs> if it was a bit wet. That's that's what it was like. That's probably. And then they get into the Premier League, and it's the JJB Stadium, and then they're kind of like better than you, and you're just like, fuck, this is wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, um, and even Hull, Hull for me is a, although they do have a, a history of football, still a rugby town, a whole whole KR. So yeah. I, I like it when it's a football town. Um, and you're right, Forest, Wednesday, Leeds, Villa do have some great traditions. But go down, lose some games, rebuild, get your get rid of the glory hunters and come up with a really strong, passionate fan base and, mm. and, and get get there on your merit. Honestly, mm. I don't care if Leeds, Villa or Forest ever come back into the Premier League. Don't Cold. care. I, I don't care. They, I don't like... I, I'm, I'm a Tottenham <laughs> fan more, more than I am a football fan. Yeah. Um, 
And if Burnley or, or Bournemouth deserve their chance in the Premier League, then, you know, the fact is you're talking about history, but you're talking about a long time ago. Mm. Leeds haven't done anything for years. Villa, yeah. Villa did, you know, they were just kind of treaded water, they trod did. water. Um, Forest, you know, they won the... They won the um, they won the champ uh, the, the Europe, European Cup. Yeah, they've been up and down a bit, haven't they? Forest, have they? They haven't even been in the Premier League for a while. God knows how long. I do remember. And I've said this before, and I, and I really enjoy it. I remember going to Forest because fifteen years, maybe. Is it that long? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I remember going to Forest um, when they'd been relegated, and I remember going there. It was maybe the first game of the season, and um, I remember we were singing because they'd got relegated, and it was the first game of the season. We were singing. I might have said this before, but we were singing "Crying on the Telly." Yeah, yeah. We saw you crying on the telly, yeah. like that, and we were kind of, you know, all pleased with ourselves and the odd chuckle. And then they came back with, which was very clever. Uh, they came back with "Being on the Telly." <laughs> You've never been on the telly. Yeah, that is very like, good. Damn you! You win. Yeah, you, you win. win. Um, I'd like. It's one of the big clubs to go down and never come back. I'd love to see Arsenal go down and mm. never come back. By the way, just to say again, fucking. Leeds, they're going to beat us in the playoff final. I know it. He it's knows coming, it. it. He coming. knows it. I know it. The football gods know it. Yeah. I just thought that Brentford we, we, Pippers. We've got them tonight, Leeds. Have you? At home, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wish you hadn't said all that about it. Have you got. I don't want to go to that, actually. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Oh, you're thinking. You're thinking I was thinking of going. Yeah, just to kind of. I don't want to go there. Mm. It'll be uh, you'll hear a bit of follow leads away, mm. follow leads away. But they're uh, yeah, good luck. I'd kill them. Do it. Uh, okay, last question. Unless you've got any more, um, Yasin Dar. He says, "What is your take on the introduction of video technology this week, and how will it influence the f- future of football?" So this um, in uh, was it international. Do you know family? about this, Adam? What video technology? Yeah. What's happened? Um, I know it was trialed in a game between France and Spain. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to tie it up before we talk about it. That's what we can do. Here he comes. Here he comes. Check out his clothes and, and, and see who he looks like. Oh, that didn't just turn off, did it? Everything alright? You've got to be really careful about that, sweet. Yeah, I think it's alright. <laughs> Is it? No, we're all good. Oh my god. Um. Ads. Yeah. Hello, ladies. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the Liverpool. Um, Spain. France game saw Griezmann's goal get ruled offside mm-hmm. uh, a whole f- <coughs> 40 a minute later a minute after um, he, he'd scored his goal the, 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 the fans had celebrated wildly mm-hmm. they were really happy all the players had celebrated and a minute later it's, it's ruled out yeah. so on one level you think that's fair that's fine that's the right decision on a second, like if you apply that across the board to all football matches, imagine Brentford playing QPR, mm-hmm. right? And you've scored, yeah. and you don't know whether I'm to celebrate properly for a minute to know whether or not you go. And, and how wild is that celebration going to be a minute after the goal scored? Mm. And ultimately, football is about, I think, it's about escapism. You remove that escapism, you remove the minute where it actually becomes about facts and about about um, ha- making the game as accurate as possible. You're removing the fun out of the game. Like, what would be the? It's just less fun. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I would say my favourite part of going to football is goal celebration. Yeah, like that. That's pretty much why I go. It's just going mental when it's you only, scored a big goal. It's only the only thing. So yeah, to have that taken away would be. Can you see the argument? There must be some way they can make it rapid with all the technology they have. Just really quick, like you know, the rest with their 
watches when the ball goes over the line. Obviously, it won't be as quick as that. But, but a ball. Uh, do, do you want to get a chair? No. Yeah. Ball. Yeah. 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 Is it on the wire, though? Um, it should be. Yeah. A ball can get a ball can cross the line. It's a definitive moment, isn't it? In um, in a in, in a game, the ball crossed the line. A, uh, a thing goes off in the alarm, and you're away, and you know. But with with a goal, there's so many different factors. You don't know whether or not. Yeah, I know. You're right. Um, it's just like it's just crazy that in this day and age it's not been, been put in there quicker you still see so many things where it's wrong it's a bad decision there's so much on the line there's so much at stake I kind of feel that we should be trying to get minimalize, minimise the uh, the amount of but errors it took a whole minute after the goal was scored so the, the, the fans had celebrated the yeah. players had wheeled away yeah. and then a minute later oh it's not a goal yeah. What happens when Huddersfield are playing leagues in the play- playoff finals, right? Yeah. And you, Huddersfield have just scored, and you don't know whether to celebrate or not yeah. because you're not sure whether it's a goal. Yeah. Doesn't you... that that moment for that moment of explosion, that moment of losing yourself, the moment of escapism, which is, is what football's about, it's entertainment. Yeah. What if that's gone? Well, if it's against Leeds, it's different, obviously, uh, in the playoff final. No, no, it's just, it's just like, like, let's have it right. Like rather than those, there's too many things whereby you're sitting there afterwards going, um, that was wrong, mm. you know, and, and the injustice. What about that goal? Was it you that scored that goal against Man United where it was like a long shot and he literally claws it out back at net and it, it's kind of... But I would, I would give that goal. I'd accept that decision and I do accept it for all the times we've, I've been able to celebrate wildly when we maybe not shouldn't have had it or... or I don't want the enjoyment of the game. I don't think it's entirely binary. I don't think it's that or that. I think that there's probably a way of solving it and sorting it out like most things in life. Mm. So I think that you can have technology. You can probably still have your moment, but um, it, it, you know whether it's a quicker thing or whether you have your moment and then it's called back. You know, and, and it's it, like maybe there's some kind of way of, and we're spit, we're making this up as we go along, right? Mm. Um, this isn't a me coming and going. Here's my proposal that's well thought out. Mm. But what if you, what if it was a situation where um, every manager is allowed to have like two challenges or something like that per half or something like that, whereby yeah. so something could happen, and then if he really thinks that that's something to pull back, then at least like when they're coming to take the kick off the challenge goes you've still had your moment and then you might even get to have two moments because then they press the challenge button they do the challenge they review it and they go it was a goal and then you're like yeah again yeah. rather than and if it wasn't it's like well I've had my moment it wasn't a goal it wasn't a goal let's play on a moment would be watered down you wouldn't celebrate that no, you know it'd be less that good. much because you but know it'd be in the back right. Of your head, all right, so, 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 so I don't want my. All right, well then here's another scenario. What if it's the end of the season? Yeah. You play Arsenal. You've caught Chelsea. Mm. You play. Who's your last game? Man United. Oh, our last home game is Man United. Right. Holloway. So you play Man United on the penultimate game of the, your last ever game at White Hart Lane, mm. and you need to win to essentially win the league. And Zlatan. Does some crazy ass shit. It's offside, and it's offside, and they're having their little moment of cheering, and there's no video thing in place, and then all of a sudden you're left there, and you lose the league, and actually Arsenal, not Chelsea, Jesus, come up and finish this, above you. That's, this is not fair. And you're sitting there, and they're laughing, going, "Hey, St. Tottenham's Day." He said, and Robbie, <sighs> Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV, and DT, they're 
this is not fair antagonising you you're adding too much so w- would you then like it or not or would you go well I, fucking I had a moment earlier in the season that's for someone who said this isn't a binary issue that is quite a binary thing well I just have to speak in your terms so. <laughs> oh, fuck no I wouldn't like that I wouldn't like that exactly oh I don't know I don't know I don't I think I'm right though I'm not necessarily yeah. I'm not that's no, fine we can disagree it's yeah. cool uh, um, there are a couple more questions actually go on then um I just it's just one guy I'd asked and I've got asked this a couple of times on Twitter as well because mm. obviously I'm, I speak a bit about the Raiders and a Raiders fan and, and Eric Bolden had put Matt what do you think about the Raiders moving to Vegas in 2019 will you support them even though they're moving 600 miles away from their old home and all I would say from that is I'm a fan from here yeah. so it's not really my place to sit here and say you know yeah. I've been and watched the Raiders a few times um I'd like them to stay in Oakland from a traditional point of view because um, that's who it was when I was a kid yeah. before they went to LA before they then came back to Oakland and, and they're leaving again but Ty and this was a big reason why you know I chose Ty is that, <laughs> as the woman yeah, <laughs> is that when we were talking and I mentioned like oh don't hate me but I quite like NFL and I'm probably going to watch that at some point yeah. and she went oh no way like what team um and I went Oakland Raiders she went oh fuck I'm a Raiders fan I was like yeah whatever you're just trying to marry me because you can see there's potential and I've got great genes and she and she went no and then went onto Facebook and showed me her like aunt who goes to the Raiders games and huge Oakland Raiders fan I was like fuck this is real I really do have to yeah so I was like shit and and, and on the best so when are you going to get out there before they move yeah definitely um but but it's kind of an interesting thing because the NFL's massively a huge company makes loads and loads of money, but the people that pay for the new stadiums it's underwritten by the fans and by the taxpayers. So Oakland, right, is quite a poor area, and for a, a long time now um, they've been trying to work out a deal in Oakland and get it there. But what Oakland, um, the the town, um, has has been not wanting to do or uh, is to make the taxpayers pay for a stadium that they would be ultimately right. then paying off in tax for a long period of time so this is kind of why the, 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 I mean I think it should it would have been nice if they could have got something together whereby they'd have built a new stadium there because it was the worst stadium in sport but ultimately the city of Oakland hasn't wanted to put that on the taxpayers so it's now the Vegas taxpayers who are going to be paying for this this stadium but it's just ridiculous in the NFL they make so much goddamn money yeah. and, and, and whenever a, a move happens right for a, for a franchise the owner of that franchise somehow ends up getting about 50 million as a as a relocation thing that goes to the owner of, of the team. Really? Very weird, yeah. Can I ask, will, that, will they then fill their stadium easily in Las Vegas? I think it's an interesting one because, if I mean, if you're a, an NFL fan and you they don't travel like we do, America's a huge country compared to, 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 yeah. to, to, to England, right? So you, you haven't got five football teams within an hour's drive. You know, you go in... Um, you have to go across country it's <laughs> huge so there, there's not that travelling culture that you get kind of here um, I mean there's different time zones in the country you know um, mm-hmm. so but I think with Vegas it's, 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 you, it's, it's two for the price of one isn't it because yeah. you might go and have a weekend in Vegas so to go to Vegas and watch the Raiders I, yeah. I think a lot of away fans will travel and um, yeah so I think it's quite interesting but with these stadium uh, changes like Oakland Stadium's got a very vociferous um, 
passionate fan base it's the black hole um, they all wear this mad gear it's, it's known for being one of the the toughest and kind of most vocal supports and it's just uh, one of the things I'm worried about is losing that when it goes to kind of Vegas what because do, what would they do what would the fans do uh, I think some will not go obviously and but some will support the Raiders regardless you know how like, far is Oakland to Vegas um, I think it's probably maybe about a I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess a seven to ten hour drive, that kind of thing, or a flight. Probably the flight's not too bad, but mm. you're talking about, you know, going, f- f- you know, driving half an hour or an hour or something like that, or yeah. or even ten minutes um, to see your team to then actually having to fly and travel. Yeah. It's going to make a difference for some. So I think I think the fan base is a little bit divided. But the San Francisco 49ers, they used to have a stadium called Candlestick Park. Uh, which is a very cool stadium, and where it was positioned was cool. Like I think it was kind of pretty much on the bay, uh, the Bay Area in in like San Francisco Bay, uh, and and they closed that and they built a new stadium called the Levi Stadium, and the old atmosphere at Candlestick was quite a, a, a thing, and people like Joe Montana and lots of history there, and they're really struggling as a franchise at the moment, and uh, the uh, it feels like the whole. Um, the fan base is kind of the atmosphere has gone and it's not really getting recreated wow. so I'd be worried about losing that yeah. uh, so mixed feelings but um, yeah it's not really my place because it doesn't affect me that much does it no mm. fair enough that's that yeah quite conclusive <laughs> it was and then just Daniel Flowers great podcast again lads looking forward to long ball all week which is nice and I think the comments that we get um it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, especially makes, on this one. I mean, it I, makes us feel warm. While, while we've got Adam here, mm. I mean, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? What? Birds and that, yeah? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Ed? So nothing. Yeah, nothing. You're not giving anything away. Yeah, right. There has been nothing happening, you see. Yeah, yeah. I've had a quiet few weekends. So, what did you say you were going to do for us this weekend? Go fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to the Grand <laughs> National this weekend with. Ten, ten other boys. Oh so, wow! There might be some stories. Be careful! It's, it's lively up there. Yeah, I know. The Grand National. It is a. Um, it is though. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a, almost like an abundance of stag and Hindus. Mm, really. In the same place. Yeah. It's. Um, Where is it? The Grand National. It's Aintree. Liverpool. Yeah, Aintree, Liverpool. Yeah, but it's it, it's. There's loads and loads. You'll have a good time. You will have well, a good time. Where, where are you staying? <laughs> so one of my mates has moved to Liverpool. So he's got a house there. So what he's lived there and this is <clears> his, <throat> it's his proper home or is he like no, that? It's like he was a student there and he's carried on there. Right. But fifteen boys piling in. Jesus. Uh, it's not like you're going to be able to find a, a quiet space to romanticise a woman. No. <laughs> that's such a Jesus. I'm kind yeah. of glad that. That's what are you doing there? Is, should that happen? <laughs> We'll have to go to that. <laughs> birds and that, yeah. You know, it's birds and that, yeah. More yeah. of that next week. We'll oh, find and, out and, how, and, and Adam, how Adam have you started putting the the, yeah, the, the, the clip, the description? Mm-hmm. And do you know what? Some some guy was saying as well. Oh yeah, by for, for me, it's a bit rambly. It's a bit so and so. It's like, <sighs> look, mate, we, we we are putting the time stamps on there so you can see it. But ultimately, this is a long format. This was a podcast that we started to video. So we ramble, we go on, we don't adequately prepare. Mm. This is just. A few of us out having a laugh. So if you want that kind of, you need to go listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Stop no. telling the audience to go somewhere else. That's twice. Is it? Twice. What was the other one? <laughs> you have one. You went. 
I fucking can't remember. No, it's about Arsenal fans. Yeah. He said, I was saying, like, don't. You, this yeah. ain't for you. Exactly, this ain't for you. <laughs> Stop telling her always so, to go away. Don't watch. Mm. No, watch. All right, that's Subscribe. been the Long Ball Street podcast. Once again, um, see you at the far post. See you at the far post. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.